What's up, pals? Thanks for tuning in. It's Super Nerd Pals, episode 100. I'm one of your hosts, Stan Gadersky. I'm Andy Carasquillo. And I'm Ryan. And it's early in the morning. <laughs> and Stan is literally the only one awake. Andy and I are nursing coffee. Super Nerd Pals, <laughs> the morning show. We changed the recording <laughs> schedule, and now we're awake at 9 in the morning on a Sunday. <laughs> I'm sorry for that we're, terrible singing, but... Me and Ryan... Me and Ryan are super coffee pals. <laughs> yeah, I had, totally. I had my coffee at 7 a.m. What of it? All right, Stan. But you're still First off, I feel like there's a topic we need to touch. Why the fuck are you up at 7 a.m. on a Sunday? All right, I'll give you a couple reasons. One, Kirsten's Kier- yeah. a teacher. So I'm awake at 6.30 in the morning during the week. So technically waking up at 7.30 is sleeping in for me. Two, we have an infant dog. Who likes to get wild and crazy at 7.15. Okay, I think that's more of the excuse than Kirstie being a teacher. Because she doesn't teach on Sundays. No, but like you get so used to waking up early that it just becomes like the normal thing to do. Plus, I just I feel better having more time on the weekends. Anyway, how was your week? My week is great. I saw Logan last night. He got me hooked on a new comic series. It was awesome. I mean... Why did you... Wait, well, hold on. What was the sucking through your teeth noise about That I haven't seen yet, that's all. I I can't wait. but you have a switch. I'm actually seeing it. I'm actually seeing it today. (laughs) I'm seeing it today, too. I'm seeing it after we do the show. Well, not after, but, like, later today. I cried. If you're just tuning in, and I don't know why you'd press play two minutes into the podcast, but our voices are all, like crunchy because we just woke up <laughs> so uh yeah we don't usually sound like those guys i mean i might but this is this ooh, is the hot exciting sound this is the hot new exciting sound for super nerd pals going nerd in pals in the morning. year three <laughs> this is super nerd pals just rolled out of bed yeah i'm still wearing a blanket okay. yeah andy you and i got the motherfucking nintendo switch fuck yeah yeah, now I'm jealous at you, Q growling noise. I don't have mine yet. <laughs> Q growling noise? Q growling noise, I'm, I'm jealous. Listen, I was not even expecting to get this console. My girlfriend just... You still have it, so I don't care. My girlfriend just popped up at my job with it. Like, she came Aww. to pick me up, and she was like, I got a gift for you. And I was like, the fuck? And I opened it, and it was the Switch. It was great. What a great gift. Stan, I have yeah, to ask you... Shit. Yeah. Did you lick the Zelda cartridge? Of course I did, but we're not. We're you're gonna have to wait for the end of the show for our main topic to to hear about all that fun. Ryan's stuff. so enticed right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Whoa! I came from a generation of blowing into cartridges, not licking them. What? What? Now? Um. Well, so apparently Nintendo coated the cartridge because the cartridges are really small. Nintendo coated them yeah. in like a bittering agent so that kids and dogs won't eat it. So you licked it. Uh, yeah, we'll get into that later. But <laughs> okay. uh, for now, do you want to get into the news? Yes. All right, cool. Newsflash. I was waiting for the <laughs> for the sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> trying to think about how um, how a bus sounds, you know, because it's, it's the morning and people usually, like, Ride the bus to work, so it's like. (laughs) (laughs) The the news bus pulling into the station. Here we go. Oh my god, motherfucker! (laughs) So that's um, a thing. DC 
<laughs> DC Comics and Looney Tunes are having uh, crossover specials this this June. The fuck? <laughs> what? Yeah, there's uh, how many are there? One, two, three, four, five, six specials. They're all one shots, and it's supposed to be like a DC hero pairing with a Looney Tunes character and getting up to shenanigans. The best one is probably Batman Elmer Fudd. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but there are, there are some, a few good ones. Yeah, there are a few good ones, but like I want to highlight especially Batman Elmer Fudd because billionaire Bruce Wayne meets multi-millionaire Elmer Fudd and then Elmer Fudd becomes a, obsessed with the Batman and starts stalking him. Elmer Fudd wants to murder Batman. Also, <laughs> yes. also he's not hunting rabbits anymore. Hunting he's hunting bats. bats. Yes. It's bat season. It's bat season. <laughs> uh, I want to see him and Batman doing that. Yeah, there's there's a there's a fun Martian Manhunter versus Marvin the Martian, where Marvin wants to blow up the Earth as as you do. And... Yosemite Sam and Jonah Hex. Oh, Yo, fuck. Wonder Woman and and Taz. Let's let's call it. right. That's like some then... God of War shit because ta- the way they did Taz was like how I imagine. They, they like, almost... reimagined the gods in the God of War oh, games. He's yeah. just, like, very, like, realistic. Well, he also looks he also looks more like a real Tasmanian devil. Yeah, he's, like, very realistic and, like... I love it. And then we <laughs> can't forget uh, me feeling sad for Roadrunner in Lobo Roadrunner. Oh, my God. Lobo and Wile E. Coyote are going <laughs> to try to hunt down Team the Roadrunner. I, I don't know how the Roadrunner can outwit this one. I don't know, but, like... It's gonna be really slapsticky because Lobo's got that healing factor, and he can regenerate from any physical damage. So it's gonna be a lot. But I wonder like how bloody they're gonna get with this, because Lobo's usually very gory. So I guess we'll see. It looks great. I can't wait. There's also Bugs Bunny Legion of Superheroes crossover. That one I'm not too. I don't know. The Bugs Bunny one seems the least interesting to me out of all of them, with like Batman and yeah. like Lobo and Wonder Woman all like being much more exciting. Yeah, for sure. Okay, uh, the second big piece of news is that they're making a Sleeping Dogs movie, but not only are they making a Sleeping Dogs movie, but they tapped Donnie Yen to star in it, and I had no interest in a Sleeping Dogs movie, but now I have many interest in a Sleeping Dogs movie <laughs> because of Donnie Yen. Now you have all the Yeah, interest. and I pretty much added this news piece because of Chris, so this is for you, Chris, if you're listening. I, he should be. Um, <laughs> yeah, Donnie Yen, Chirrut Imwe from Rogue One, and the titular Ip Man from the Ip Man films. He's going to be yes. in Sleeping Dogs. And if you don't know what Sleeping Dogs is, um, it's a video game that is sort of a spiritual sequel to the um, true crime series. You play a undercover cop in China who's going undercover to bust the triads, but then you kind of have to decide if you want to be more like a cop or more like a gang member, and it's it's a really fun game. So with Donnie Yen, hopefully in the lead, they didn't really say like what role he's going to play, but he should definitely be leading this film. Um, it should be a really interesting movie, and I can't oh, wait to see I it. Oh, I hundred percent agree it gets that he should be released this, this decade. Role. You know, video game video <laughs> game movies. I think we're still waiting on the Uncharted movie. So yeah. All right, we okay. One last piece of news. Real quick, and then we can yeah. get into the to the main show. The Secret Empire is going to be Marvel's big summer or summer, yeah, summer 
crossover thing. I don't know if you knew, know about this, Ryan, but Captain America is a secret Nazi. <laughs> as yes. you do, apparently. As you <laughs> these do. Days. Um, he, well, his history was rewritten by a living cosmic cube, such that he has apparently always been a Hydra agent, even though it's not bullshit. the reality. Or I don't know, like how I don't know how deep it goes and how much of history the um, Kobik rewrote. But um, this entire time, this entire run of Captain America, Steve Rogers has been Steve Rogers, sort of playing chess with the Marvel Universe and setting up all these like super villainy things. And now it's like finally coming to a head in Secret Empire. He's going to come out as a Hydra agent and try to take over America, apparently. And then all the Marvel heroes have to get together and stop him. So I can't wait to see Hydra Cap get his ass kicked by everyone in the Marvel Universe. Hydra Cap! (laughs) And that's it. I just wanted to bring that up because it's it's come up earlier, but we haven't had a chance to talk about it because we've been doing specials and whatnot. But I just want to... I had no interest in Civil War II. I have interest in seeing Hydra Cap get his ass beat. I don't know about you guys. Do you think they'll bring that to the films? Oh, no way. Chris Evans, like, hates the fact that Cap's Hydra in the comics right now. Isn't Chris Evans' contract almost up anyway? Right. Well, he's... So it doesn't have to be Chris Evans' Cap, but it can be a Cap. Like, Winter Soldier? Like, we've kind of already done that already, though. Oh, he's a Russia guy. Oh, no, now he's also a Hydra guy? <laughs> and I can't... I cannot... Oh, no. I'm sorry, I cannot see Sam Wilson being a Hydra agent. It is... It, no. That wouldn't happen. <laughs> nah, Sam Wilson is too, uh, too pure. Yeah, Sam Wilson's as actually going to be... He's one of the leading people going against Cap in this series, which is another reason why I'm really interested in it, because I want to see Sam Wilson's like underground resistance like leading oh, the pack. Cool. That's going to be awesome. Also, in this series, uh, Sam Wilson is also the second Captain America too, right? Yeah, so... well, he's supposed to be the main one, because... Steve He's lost. No, but I'm Cap. saying there's like two. Yeah, there's, there's two, two in the series at this point. Yeah, there's been two caps for a while now. Um, when Steve Rogers originally lost his powers, well, his you know his super soldier, or whatever, Sam took over, and he's been the main Captain America since. And then Steve got his powers back, and so they gave. He's like the B Cap right now, but he did it. He got his powers from Kobik, who's made him a Hydra agent, also. So he's yeah. He's the biggest supervillain right now in the Marvel Universe. I feel like I've missed out on a lot just as a... Just existing in a whole other universe for my most of my life. <laughs> I, I feel like it's it's about time Marvel has stopped doing shitty events. But then they, or, or that. Or just <laughs> invent, events in general, because they're doing another event. They already announced the event after Secret Empire, they fucking would. I'm not surprised. Yeah, so like, whatever. I don't want to. I don't want to get into it. But um, the funny thing is, is that Captain America is is the biggest villain in the in the DC. I mean, the fucking DC. This it's early. All right, it's morning in Marvel universe. <laughs> um, you know who's no not? Excuses, Stan. You know who's not the biggest villain right now? Doctor Doom, who is currently Iron Man. <laughs> He is currently the inf- yeah. He's the infamous Iron Man. It started like we're up to issue five of this series now. He's the main. He's like besides Ironheart, he's like the main Iron Man. He took over after Tony like died at the end of Civil War two. So, uh, uh, I didn't even know Tony died at the end of Civil War. Yeah, because nobody's following it because everyone hates it. 
And no one gives it a was, fuck about Civil War 2. It was terrible. Yeah, no one gives a fuck about it. But now he's, like, Iron Man. And, you know, what's funny is that he's now a hero, and the evil Reed Richards from the Ultimate Universe is now in the Marvel Universe, so the next arc they're doing of the Iron Man arc is oh my God. good Doctor Doom versus evil Reed Richards, and I cannot fucking wait to see That's that happen. That's actually pretty cool. And they, the way they, they're um, setting up the event is that Doctor Doom has never defeated Reed Richards, so what the fuck is he gonna do now? <laughs> so, I can't wait. What if he happen. doesn't now in, in just keeping up with the track? I think I would be disappointed. Now he's gotta. And it's it's a perfect opportunity because now they like switch. It's like pro wrestling. One the bad guy is now the good guy. The good guy's now the bad guy. He'll turn. Anyway, that was the news, boss. Pulling out of station. <laughs> you okay, Ryan? I think Ryan's dying. I fucking can't. <laughs> Good. I'm good. Alright, Ryan. Time yes. for you to give us your spoil-free review of Logan. Please, okay. very much spoiler-free. <laughs> I, I know Stan's going to give me some grumblies about this. However, since it is in existence in the world already, <sighs> I'm briefly... Yeah, alright, alright. I'm briefly going to mention the fact that <laughs> a very teeny-tiny teaser to Deadpool 2 aired right before Logan started. Mm. And true to Deadpool form, it was hilarious and on point, and he pokes fun at Logan. How long of a teaser was it? Uh, I want to say... I, hold on. I want to say maybe like a minute, maybe two. It was... It was sh- oh, short. That, yeah, it was really short and so worth it. <laughs> and they end... Well, I would rather, like, a minute or two-minute teaser than, like, a two-second teaser. Fair enough. Um, They ended it with basically Deadpool's summary, and I only know this because I watched it before I saw Logan. Um, It's his summary of the old man in the sea. (laughs) Like, as if Deadpool was, like, basically if Deadpool wrote, like, a mini-book review to to the book. (laughs) And that's what takes up the most time at the end of it, as soon as everything's done. And mm. then it says, coming not soon enough. And I completely agree. It was hilarious. Um, it's pretty interesting how, in terms of comic books, I have no interest in Deadpool. And, like, very much as a character, I don't have that much interest in Deadpool. But as a movie, yeah, I really like Deadpool. I really like I the first the Deadpool. I feel the same way. And I'm very excited I... for Deadpool 2. It took never... Sam fucking forever to see Deadpool. I had to it love did. him it. Yeah, but I'm glad I saw it. I, it was, it that's, was really good. that's what happened to me. I hadn't seen Deadpool before, and Tom and I just decided that we were just going to sit there and watch it. It was... Like, I had always known who Deadpool was. I had always been a fan because he is an unapologetic asshole, and I kind of love that. But I had never read anything with Deadpool, and then when I saw the movie, I was obsessed. So I'm very excited for Deadpool. I think Deadpool's really cool. The The problem I have with it is just the oversaturation of Deadpool, because he has, like, fucking 15 books right I now, agree. all at once. Yeah. And then and then you go to the a con, and all you see are Deadpool. Like, you know, get over it. Deadpool's awesome. He's awesome, I but, like, not. I don't know. He's, he's like too everywhere. I don't, he's too he, was, he was very underappreciated in the 90s when he first came out. And then uh, yeah. early 2000s, he got a little bit of recognition. 
And then there just became a hype train fucking clusterfuck. Yeah, of just like, like Deadpool, yeah. Deadpool, yeah. Deadpool. Only '90s kids will remember Deadpool and be true fans of Deadpool. It's kind of like, kind of <laughs> like back, back in like the '90s. Uh, my favorite X Men was Wolverine. And because of the oversaturation of Wolverine, he is no longer my favorite X-Men. Yeah. Uh, okay, so, keeping it spoiler-free, I'm just gonna say that Logan, it, it felt complete, there was no bullshit, um, it is definitely an 150% not kid-friendly. Like, they were not kidding. I mean, I know that they've said that about movies in the past. Like, oh, it's not for kids. Don't take your kids to see it. Like, they said that about Deadpool, but that's because of who Deadpool is, not necessarily because of the violence. This is more violent than Deadpool. Hmm. And you don't have Wade making shitty jokes while he's killing people. This is just pure brutality at its finest, um, I might add. But it's definitely 150% not for kids. So if you have teeny tiny siblings or cousins or something like that. Like, I had to call my aunt and be like, listen, I know my cousins are going to want to have you take them to see Logan because they love Wolverine. Don't do it. It is not for kids. Wait for Guardians of the Galaxy where they're going to make innuendos that they won't understand yet. (laughs) Like, (laughs) do that instead. Don't take them to see this. But on the whole, Logan was just, it, it was fucking brilliant. I, I loved it. I think that it was a nice bookend to Logan as a character. And I definitely cried. <laughs> Can't um, wait. It was, it, was so, it was so good. And without spoiling everything and not talking about it, that's, that's my takeaway from it. Was it's, an, it's a fantastic bookend, and I thought it was just brilliantly done. Like, job well done. Nice. I really like oh. the Wolverine, even though a lot of people didn't. I really enjoyed the Wolverine, so I can't wait for. That's Logan. the one where he was in Japan, right? Yeah, and he didn't yeah. have the healing factor. I really liked that movie. You did? Yeah. Great. So you and I have something else oh, in yeah. common because <laughs> I felt like people were shitting on the Wolverine, but I really enjoyed that movie a lot. I uh, the only thing that I had a big issue with was the Silver Samurai being a fucking mech. <laughs> yeah, I, I could see how that would upset you. But, uh, yeah, Silver Samurai is like one of my favorite villains, mm. and uh, to see him in a fucking mech was just like, wait, what? <laughs> but yeah. um, yeah, that movie was great. No, it was it was it was like super well done, and as part of oh, fun fact, I don't know how long it's lasting, but I bought my tickets through Fandango, and you get a free. Comicsology digital comics bundle. Oh, um, I got that too. With your with your Logan tickets purchase. Woohoo! What does it come with? Do you know offhand? Uh, I haven't logged into mine yet and redeemed the code, but it sounds like Andy did. I, I'm assuming uh, it's Old Man Logan. I'm assuming it's X23. I'm assuming it's a lot of Old Man Logan. Yeah, and some X23 like sprinkled. Maybe. In there. Like, I know Midtown Comics, because I totally went there yesterday after seeing Logan. Although, not to buy Logan, because I figured that'll be just a whole separate purchase. This was to buy other things. Mm-hmm. Um, but they had a little mini wall that had a bunch of Old Man Logan and X-23 graphic novels. So, mm-hmm. I'm guessing it's probably that. I've read- uh, Apparently, my thing didn't redeem, so... Uh... <laughs> 
It's I can't oh, that's even tell you what it came with. It's oh, funny. good. <laughs> old, the Old Man Logan comic, I'm assuming, is going to be very different from the movie. Mostly, mostly because the Old Man Logan comic deals with the the larger Marvel universe. So there's like some weird like shit going on in Old Man Logan, or like um, Magneto and Doctor Doom like carve up parts of the United States and they rule over it. it just it's it's fucked up. It's a good it's a good read though. It's really good. Um, but I can't wait for Logan. Yeah, for sure. And, like, and next week, wait for that shit. next week, I guess we'll since we've all have seen it by then, we can get together and do a little spoiler cast, huh? Oh uh, yes, please. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna pencil that in. Penciled in. Yes, I got that. All right, great. <laughs> oh, okay. So I just redeemed my code, and you get Old Man Logan number one and mm-hmm. all new Wolverine. Nice. Ryan, you should definitely read Old New Wolverine number one for sure, and tell me what well, you think yes. because that okay. thing, that series, dull bomb. Like, whew. <laughs> consistently, okay. my favorite thing that I pick up every month is is Old New Wolverine. So, highly recommend it. Oh yeah, I'm definitely in the process of making a uh, Midtown Comics account because it will be my third trip on March eighth. To Midtown Comics. Yeah, the... up something else. <laughs> in, a how, in a how short of a time, though? The first time I went there was Thursday. The second time I went there was yesterday. Oh, so... Yeah. Open an account. <laughs> We're turning Ryan into a bigger nerd than she anticipated. Yeah. I mean, I'm okay with it. It's, it's fine. It's totally fine. We have that effect on people, I guess. I mm. definitely saw upstairs that there were, like... Harry Potter banners, and I had Tom with me last night, and I was like, how badly do I think he would kill me if I brought home a Slytherin banner to hang up in our apartment? No, everyone knows you have to go with Hufflepuff. Are you fucking kidding me? Andy, I was was just gonna say, I was just gonna say, Kirstie and I got sorted into Hufflepuff, so... I got sorted into Slytherin every single time I take that quiz, so, to both of you. This is like a major Hufflepuff cast, I guess, huh? I wonder what Chris is. Probably Gryffindor. Chris Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw? He seems like a Gryffindor to me. We're gonna he ask him. Next time he's on the show, we're gonna corner him. <laughs> oh, we're gonna uh, force Ravenclaw him to take that does, quiz, does too. The sorting, does speaking, the sorting speaking of comics, I want to give uh, an honorable mention to my pickups. Uh, I recently picked up issue 163? Oh yeah, 163. Of uh, The Walking Dead. It was a limited edition variant of Rick dressed as Negan. It was a $50 book, and I got it graded. Nice. Don't you have the first issue graded also? Yes, I have the very first issue graded. This man. I should get my books graded one day. Uh, I actually bought issue one graded at Comic-Con two years ago. Yeah. And some guy was selling it for like 50 bucks. So, I was like, hell yeah. Good segue, though. You want to get into the playlist? <laughs> oh, yes. yeah. All right. So, anyone has any picks would like to start? I do. All right, Ryan. And Take because it it's your fault. Um, so, Stanley, earlier this week, recommended I look at Rat Queens as a comic to start with. Because uh, Thursday, I went shopping and got a lot of stuff. Um, this was also after I just finished reading Sandman, mm. Volume 1, which I can't recommend more only because I'm a huge Neil Gaiman fanatic, but 
it's just such an interesting story and it's like beautifully illustrated but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm mentioning Rat Queens today. Thank you, Stan. Who you had to tell me that you hadn't even bought, per, like, read or finished Volume 2 and 3. Listen. <laughs> volume 1 was so good that I knew you would like it immediately, and that's why I recommended it. I have every intention On the to cover read the rest alone, I fell in love with it because Volume 1's cover, it's Volume 1 is titled Sass and Sorcery, which is perfect because that's exactly what the whole thing is <laughs> that's about. That's you. It's me in a nutshell, and I've already picked the rat queen I identify with the most. Hannah. She's a former necromancer <laughs> rat named Hannah, who is just my spirit animal. Like, I love her. Um, so I, like, sped through Rat Queens. I think I read it in one day, and that was going and coming home, like, going to work and coming home on the train. It took mm-hmm. me a day to read it. Um, and I started Volume 2 last night, and I'm almost done with Volume 2. That's why I went what? to the Comics last night. <laughs> Alright, so I've never I've never actually heard of Rat Queens, so I googled it and uh the pictures that pop up basically look like I don't even know how to explain it. <laughs> it just so, looks awesome. Rat I Queens, know, right? Rat Queens is like Dungeons and Dragons inspired. It's about it's about these four women who are who have who fulfill different class roles, like one's a dwarven fighter, one's like a, a mage character, and they go questing, and they have like cool backstories, and, and they get into all kinds of crazy shit, and it's like, it's gory, it's it's crass, and it's a lot of fun to read, and I think it's great. And um, they actually did a soft reboot, and this past week they, re- they issued a new number one of technically volume two of rat queens has the same author um curtis j weeb took that away from you ryan so you don't have to say it screw you um (laughs) so yeah i like i said i didn't i didn't read volume two or three of the the rat queens trades um but i definitely feel like i want to keep collecting this one uh the new the new series and then go back and read the old stuff and you probably should too ryan because it's really good oh they have a bunch of okay so Future future trips that I have planned, if I go upstairs, they definitely have a bunch of Rat Queen stuff upstairs. Like, I checked the bins, and I know they have, like, a whole section on Rat Queens. I don't care if it's out of order. I think I just want to go upstairs and just buy everything in the bin. Sounds like it's, you need a pull list. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's amazing. And I'm looking at um, Curtis Weeb's Facebook page. And someone from the Rat Queen page posted a Dungeons and Dragons fifth edition character sheet featuring Violet, and it's awesome. (laughs) So it's you know, and now it actually makes sense to me because of our previous episode. So now I can appreciate it that much more. Um, But I'm I'm literally obsessing over over Rat Queens. Yeah. Um, I really, I really wanted to bring this up earlier on the show, but it, it just never came up. I, I really love Rat Queens, and I'm glad we now have the opportunity to talk about it. And I'm glad you like it, Ryan. I really do. Uh, part of my other intent for the trip yesterday was uh, I was going to pick up Kingpin number two, mm. but that doesn't come out till the eighth. So that's why I have to go back on the eighth. <laughs> Sounds like you need a pull list. Just saying. Yeah, it does. But it's okay. All right, who's next? Uh, I actually don't have comic polls this week, so that's fine. Um, I'll I'll go then. 
Quick shout out to All New Wolverine number 18, which is coming out this week. It is the conclusion of the Enemy of the State Part 2 uh, arc that they're going through, and it's going to be the final battle between Laura and Kimura, who's their like, arch nemesis, so it's going to be pretty cool. But I want to talk real quick about Action Comics number 975. This is part of a Superman crossover that's going on called Superman Reborn. Um, it started last week in Superman. It's continuing in Action Comics. The following week it's going to be Superman. And the fourth week it's going to be Action Comics again. Both both books are bi-weekly, so that way you can get a whole storyline done in, in a quick, quick second in quick one month. Second. It's great. Don't have to wait months to drag out a fucking storyline anymore. And just boom, 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 we're done. This one's really cool because it's Superman versus Clark Kent. Um, Clark Kent is a spooky, creepy, stalkery ghost man now. Um, and nobody knows why Clark Kent exists at the same wait, time as Superman. 50, 52 Clark Kent? I don't know. No idea. The current the current Superman is the pre pre fifty two. You know the the our Superman quote unquote and new fifty two Superman died, and so the Superman that we have right now he's got he's got Lo, he's married to Lois. They have a son, Jonathan Kent, who's Superboy, and the Superman books have been popping off lately. And but Clark Kent just showed up in Action Comics, and he's like, "I'm Clark Kent. I don't have any Superman's powers. I'm just Clark Kent." And everyone's like, "What the fuck is going on? Who is I'm this guy?" And then, and then, but they kind of left it alone. It's like, ah, "I got better things to do. I'm not gonna track down who this weird ass man with my face is." But recently, Superman was like, "You know what? I got, I got a few minutes. Let me check in on this weird ass Clark Kent man." And apparently, he doesn't live anywhere. He just shows up and he just disappears. And he's got this really creepy look to him now. And in Superman that I read this past week, they were having, like, Lois and, and Superman, Clark, were having an anniversary party for their wedding. And there was, like, a knock at the door, and then Jonathan goes to answer it, and it's, like, this dude in the fucking fields with his dad's face, <laughs> like, just, like, staring at him. And he gives him a book filled with pictures of, of Clark Kent and Lois Lane's, like, past. Like, all these, like candid photos of them in this in this photo album and it's the creepiest shit ever and then the book bursts into flames and then Jonathan bursts into flames and then he disappears and then Superman's like where's my son and now he's gonna fucking fight Clark Kent who's a creepy ghost man and that is Superman Reborn (laughs) I feel like this is something I should be reading (laughs) it's really fucking weird and good and Superman if I've learned anything, Superman is just this wild ass book where anything can happen. It is. It is seriously good. I like as soon as Rebirth started, the Superman book, especially Superman Action Comics, I haven't really been following too closely, but Superman's been fucking popping off, and this continues the trend. This crossover between. Oh no, man! I feel like they. Where are they getting their ideas? I don't know. This is like <laughs> this is like the best Superman book that I read in like years. Like no lie. This is it's just crazy. Every week is like something new. The previous arc was Superman teaming up with Superman and women from different universes to fight a larger, eviler version of Superman type guy. So like Bizarro? Not Almost. really. Bizarro was there. Like they kidnapped him also, but they what were What the fuck? This, this big dude was kidnapping all the Superman and women from across the, the... Basically, Superverse was going on. He was just kidnapping all the Superman. And and they all had to team up in the end. And it was a crazy... You had, like, a, a Superman that was, like, a, a big bunny rabbit. You had, like... <laughs> 
you had this cool ass <laughs> Superman who was like a mercenary and he was like he looked like a, he was from Gears of War or some shit. I don't know. It was great. But yeah, Superman Reborn okay. is popping off. Check it out for sure. It's it's great. Um, I can't wait to see more cl- creepy Clark Kent. And I'm just gonna show you guys pictures of this creep from from the previous issue of Superman of this creepy ass Clark Kent. And I'll probably post it on the Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups of Superman Pals, so you can see it yourself. Yes, do it, please. <clears throat> and that's my polls for the week. Okay. I'm going to give, like, a little thing. I actually have Shit. two extra codes for Logan Comics. Yes! So, uh, stay tuned on our Facebook group on how to get them. Oh, yeah. Nice. Join the group. Lots of cool stuff going on in there. All right, Andy, you want to go into the main topic... This oh. week. Let's let's switch right into it. <laughs> no. Listen, all Nintendo can do it, so can we. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. First things first. Um switch cartridges taste real bad. Alright, alright, let's I'm giving a full scale review on that shit. Have you tried it, um, Andy? Have you looked at shit? I, absolutely. Right, I, yeah. That was the first thing I did. I opened my Legend of Zelda and I licked it, and my girlfriend was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> they taste bad. Uh, they they taste disgusting. Actually, though, not the worst thing I've ever tried. I'm gonna be honest. I've probably had worse. But the taste stays in your mouth for like a good two minutes. It's it, it just lingers on your tongue, like in the exact shape of where you licked it. It's like it was just like a square shape gross. on my tongue that was this, just this numb gross. and like tasted very bitter and strange. Yeah, I definitely had tasted worse shit. There's this thing that we have in the house called Fooey, which is a spray that you're supposed to spray so dogs won't eat shit that they're not supposed to eat. And Evie doesn't give a fuck. She'll eat that shit anyway, but it gets in our mouths and it lingers for hours. Just in our nose. It's like some weird grapefruit garbage, which is like awful. I'm going to give you guys, you shouldn't, you shouldn't put switch cartridges in your mouth. First of all, just don't, don't do that. It's stupid. We're dumb. Don't listen to us. If you do though, choose some bubble gum right after. Trust me. That's the cure. That's the cure for the switch switch cartridge. cartridge Eat some bubble gum. I did it. Gone. Well, put it this way. At least you don't no, have to worry God. about Eevee potentially <laughs> the worst eating flavor. the Nintendo Switch cartridge. Uh, actually, Eevee I have a might feeling she just give not a give a fuck. Yeah, because Fooey's worse, and she like doesn't care. She powers through that shit whenever we spray it somewhere. Your dog like, is I don't insane. Give a fuck. I'm going to eat this wall anyway. <laughs> yes, please tell me about the Switch. I'm so, Andy, I tell one. me about the Switch. What are, you, what are your thoughts? <laughs> this is the console that I never <laughs> thought I wanted so badly until I had it. I know, right? I feel the same way. It's it's what like, the Wii U should have been for sure. I was I was upset that I wasn't getting it, but I was like, eh, whatever. I'll just get it later. But like, I'm kind of glad I got it. It's really this cool. This console's fucking awesome. It's really cool. It's a lot of fun to like mess around with in a way that other consoles just aren't fun to mess around with because it's usually just you put in the disc and you hold the controller and you install like 75 updates and then you're playing. But, like, with the Switch, it's got, like, the screen, you put the screen in the thing, you got the, the things on the side, the Joy-Cons that you slide in, you pull it out of the thing, it's not on the TV anymore, it's on the screen in your hand. Have you have you played with just the Joy-Cons? Like, in the hands, like, separately? Yeah. Yeah, I have. Yeah. I feel that's really comfortable, actually, doing it It feels way. extremely comfortable. Yeah, I was just, like, 
playing Zelda and I just pulled it out of the sides of the Switch and I just like kind of held them, held my arms like very casually at my sides and was just playing. I, I probably looked really weird, but it was very comfortable. I kind of like doing that more than using the Joy-Con grip, actually. Now, you, you also got one to Switch, right? Yeah, I got one to Switch also. Mostly How for, is that game? I got it mostly for me and Kirstie to play. Kirstie loves it because the mini games are all like very quick and, and weird. Um, I think it's fine. I mean, if if you're, it's obviously more than one player. You can't play that game by yourself unless you play Baby, which is like a garbage mini game. Um, Baby basically requires you to pull the switch out of the dock and hold it in your arms like a baby, and the and the screen is a baby's face, and it starts crying, That's and you horrifying. you need to rock it to sleep. That sounds terrible. <laughs> it's stupid. But yeah, one two switches is a collection of mini games. It's kind of like WarioWare. You're doing weird shit with every mini game with the Joy Cons. WarioWare. It's okay. So apart from on, one it's on two message switch, what, what other games both y'all get? Um, yeah, uh, uh, Zelda. I literally got Legend of Zelda. Yeah, um, I got Zelda. I got one two switch. Uh, tried the demo for Snipper Clips, which is a lot of fun. Andy, you should try it. I also got a Japanese store account, which is super easy to set up, actually. Um, the Japanese account gives you access to a lot more games. As you know, the Switch is region-free, so you can basically put any region account on your Switch, log into that account, and go visit the eShop, and it'll give you that region's games. So I made a Japanese account, put it on the Switch, it was super simple, um, access the Japanese store. The Japanese store has games that are not out yet in America. It's got a bunch of Neo Geo Virtual Console games that you can play, and it's got... <laughs> demos for Puyo Puyo, Puyo, Puyo Tetris, Tetris. Tetris. All right. which I tried out and is is <laughs> it's a lot of fun actually. Yeah, it's a lot of fun and Dragon Quest Heroes 1 and 2 which I haven't tried yet. But if you if you want to set up an account Andy, you get you can try out a bunch of different demos. They're all really fun. That's um, pretty awesome. I actually didn't know yeah. making a Jap account was so easy. Yeah, you just go you go on your you go on the computer, you you need a separate email address, but you go to the Nintendo account, you just it asks okay. you what region you're in, you just say Japan and that's it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Then you then you can just access all the cool Japanese that's stuff. That's way easier than making a fucking Japanese PSN. Yeah, that's involved. I it's gonna be really tough and confusing to get um the store card for the eShop in Japan, because, you know, yen and shit, like, I don't know, like, what the fuck I'm gonna do. I'm gonna have to buy, like, a, a Japanese eShop card from, like, Play Asia or something. Um, but getting demos and stuff and navigating the store is super easy. Um, I'll give you a, a bonus tip. Download the Google Translate yes. app to your phone. It has a camera on the app and it'll it'll live That's translate awesome. the Japanese text on the screen for you. So That's you, fucking awesome. You take a picture... You take a picture of the screen, and you tell the, the the app to translate it. It'll give you everything in English, so you can navigate the store. <laughs> easier. That that way, you don't accidentally click buy instead of try download uh, the demo. Which yeah, and yeah, it's it's really useful. The store the store is awesome. I don't I can't read any of the shit, but like they have a lot of cool stuff. I might like pony up for a Japanese store ca- card so I can download some Neo Geo games, because they have, like, Metal Slug. They got Waku Waku 7, which is a weird-ass fighting game. But yeah, there's there's stuff. And there's also Shovel Knight. Don't want to don't wanna forget Shovel Knight. They have the Treasure Trove Edition, which is all the expansions and shit for Shovel Knight. So you get the complete experience. Shovel Knight's an amazing game, one of my favorite games. Um, and Spectre of Torment, which is the newest expansion for Shovel Knight, 
is timed exclusive for the Switch, so you can only play it on the Switch right now. Uh, but yeah, there's 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 cool stuff. So let me ask you. Both of you have Zelda, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And I'm assuming both of you have started playing it? Yes. Okay. My last experience with playing Zelda was on 3DS. And I know it doesn't compare because you're looking at two different consoles. However, how bad or awesome, yes, I'm only giving you two extremes, is playing Zelda on the Switch. All Wait, right. first first of all, which Zelda did you play on the 3DS? <sighs> Ocarina of Time? Yes. Okay. Okay. So, um, <laughs> everything in the world that you see, you can go to. Like, actually, though. Not, like, in a bullshit Skyrim way. Like, you can physically... You, like, every mountain that you see, you can scale it. That's awesome! You can climb any building you see, any structure you see. Um, and th- that's one of the, my major points that I noticed immediately in Zelda upon playing it, is that they have an, an amazing climbing mechanic that I just... I don't know why no one else thought of this before. I don't think anyone's thought about this before. But all you need to do to climb is just jump at a fucking wall, and Link will start climbing it. He's just fucking climbing it. Also, you can... If you're trying to, like, go down the mountain, you can easily, like, press B, and Link will fall... And what you do is you just press up on the controller, and Link will grab the wall immediately and yeah. like slide down. A you little. have a, you have a stamina bar which depletes as you're climbing. But if it, unlike other games uh, that have a similar mechanic, just standing stationary on the wall or whatever you're climbing doesn't deplete the bar. So you can like climb up to a distance, get a good look around you, and then drop down or keep climbing. Climb the tree, also. I climbed the tree too. I stole some uh, some some bird eggs. Yeah, climb a tree. Get on top of the tree. Link will rest on the tree. Your stamina will regain itself because you're resting at the top of the tree. You can look around. There's when you start the game. There's a big temple that you can run to immediately. Uh, when you go inside the temple, it's like all crumbling and shit. There's like a chest right there that you open. And you get a bow, like a standard bow. Cool. But I was like, look at this like decrepit ass building. Let me let me see if I can scale the side of it. And I started climbing the built the temple. I got up on some rubble and I started climbing some more. I got to the roof of the temple and I saw um like a watchtower that was broken into and there was a chest there. So I was like, there's no way that they're going to want me to get on top of this temple, so let me fuck around and get up there anyway. They anticipated that I would be there, put a chest there, open the chest, even better bow than the, than what was inside the temple. Was it a traveler's bow? No, it was a soldier's bow. Oh, what the fuck? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, see? I get up by Andy's face, he's like, wait a minute, I didn't get there. What the fuck? That's, th- this is another thing that I really love about Zelda. They don't, they don't tell you anything... They just drop you in there, and they expect you to test your boundaries. Which Basically, I... the only that's thing amazing. that's there, the only thing that's there is like this old man who just like is kind of directing you a yeah, he... little bit. Yeah, and you don't know anything about this old man. When you ask him like, "Who are you?" he like beats around the bush. So then he tells you like that he'll give you his paraglider so that you could go to the other like parts of the world. And he'll do it for, like, a treasure in this mysterious dungeon. So you go into the dungeon, and you get, like, this orb. Uh, the... What is it? Like, spirit, uh, spirit? 
something spirit orb? I didn't get that far because I've been like running around like climbing shit for hours. Oh, okay. Stan's been climbing trees and Andy's been doing what he's supposed to do. <laughs> yeah, once you come out, uh, the old man is basically like, oh, well, to get the paraglider, you need to bring me two more of these. Mm. Son of a bitch. So now I'm on the hunt for two of them. Uh, I got the other one. So the third one is on top of this mountain, and it's cold. And the thing that I love about this game is if you're in cold, like, cold weather and you're not wearing a jacket, your health depletes. Yeah. But oh, cool! I went. I actually ac- accidentally um stumbled into that cold that cold area before I was supposed to, and you can you can do shit like you can cook in this game. So I found some hot peppers and I sautéed those some bitches, and they give you cold resistance if you eat them once they're cooked. Um, the other thing you can do is you can find a torch or a wooden like tree branch or whatever, light it on fire on a on a campfire or whatever, and hold that as Link's running. It'll keep him warm. Now, Stan, I'm going to give you a hint. What you're going to want to do is get a hot pepper, get a Hyrulean sea bass, oh. and get... Uh, so basically, that sounds yummy just by itself. <laughs> you go into a lake, and you're going to see fish. Just, like, um, hit it with your bow and arrow, mm-hmm. and then grab it. And then the bitch is the boar. You have to find a boar and kill it. It takes... Two hits with the bow, or if you get a headshot, it's like an auto kill. Mm. If it hears you coming, it runs away. Mm. So you gotta sneak up on so it. So yeah, basically. So basically, you're gonna cook like the boar meat, the Hyrule bass, and the the spicy pepper, mm-hmm. and you're gonna give it to the old man. And he'll give you a double layer winter coat. Nice pro tips. Nice cool yeah so shit like that's always happening in this game where you just you're stumbling around you figure stuff out on your own and that's what i like a lot compared to other games that are kind of similar that really try to like hold your hand and tell you like everywhere to go um this game kind of expects you to do it yourself to explore things yourself to to actually play like to play around with things to figure stuff out and like I said earlier, to test the boundaries because every time I've done that, where I was like, "Can I really do this?" and I did it, I was rewarded in some way. Whether it was a good, it was a really cool view, or like a treasure chest or something like that. And I've only been playing the game for a couple hours, and this stuff is like everywhere. And I love that they don't put a bunch of waypoints on the map, even like they expect you to do that yourself. And I love that you could just set down stamps on the map, and it'll it'll just remain there. And pick your own waypoints and decide for yourself what is interesting to you and what you want to go see. Not so much like what the game expects you to see. And like, not only that, but you can drop uh, up to five different waypoints. Yeah, and they're all like color coded waypoints. Yeah, and you can follow it from your map when you do that. So it's basically like you have um, you have a viewfinder slash binocular type item, and you can sight the the area in front of you and then you could just drop it right there in the game a waypoint and then you go into your actual map and the waypoint will be on your actual map and you can follow exactly how to get there um that that scene you're talking about andy where the old man tells you to go into that area to get him the treasure i was i was looking and i dropped the waypoint through the viewfinder on that area but then i swiveled around 
and I saw this weird-ass cave that had, like, a skull head as the entrance, and I was like, I want to go there, too. So I dropped one there, and it was just right there on the map, and I'm going to go visit that skull face thing first, <laughs> and then go. Uh, I, I definitely visited that. Yeah, so... Man, Zelda's really also, cool. Uh, it sounds, like, much more immersive than a lot of the other games that... Oh, so much Which more I think immersive. is amazing because it's it's not just it's not just about like you can carry it with you. I think there's something to be said about fully immersing yourself into a world like that from your couch. Especially when it seems to be as interactive as you guys are making it sound. It is definitely interactive. So <laughs> Well, like just exploring, uh I accidentally stumbled upon it was just this like open field and I was walking through it, and I found it weird that there were no enemies around. Like, it was weird. And then I heard battle music, and I turn around, and there's this giant-ass rock golem following me. <laughs> and he wrecks my shit in one hit. <laughs> so, another beautiful thing about this game is when you die, it marks where you died. So I knew not <laughs> to go there. And it's it's funny, the map has like an X on it, and it says R.I.P. <laughs> like where you died. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, the story, you know, only played for a couple hours, so only got the very bare minimum of the beginning of the story, but it sounds really interesting. There's a lot of mystery as to what the fuck happened to Hyrule, what the fuck happened to Link. Um, you get this, there's a section of the inventory screen or whatever that says memories and so apparently you can collect link's memories and figure out what the fuck happened to him or something cool well so basically link um which this is the first legend of zelda game that's ever touched upon this but link has apparently been asleep for a bunch of years yeah shit and he just like he was um the place you start is called like something like Dungeon of Rebirth. Yeah, or it's it's Reborn. like the Shrine of Resurrection or something. Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah. And then he just comes up. Basically, you're in a Hyrule. I think this game takes place in the Ocarina of Time. Uh, timeline. Like, <laughs> yeah, timeline. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure where exactly, but one of the biggest things that it. Well, because I found I found the Temple of Time. Well, yeah. I mean. And I'm, like, chilling in it. Yeah, so, I mean, that's one of the, the most interesting things about it to me is the fact that you don't really know that... There's so much mystery. Yeah, there's so much mystery. Like, you don't know, like, where, but, like, unlike other Zelda games where you also kind of don't know where in time you are, this seems like it's a part of the story. Like, you're trying to figure out, like, where, like, what the fuck happened? Where are we? And where have I been? And... Sounds like a mystery for Sleuth. Yes! <laughs> So yeah, like I'm again only a couple hours in, so I don't don't have like a full hands-on or a full review, but like the few hours that I played have been really amazing and some of the most fun that I've had in a Zelda game or like an open world game in general in a really long time. And it just the way I feel about playing Breath of the Wild is how I feel when I play Wind Waker or how I feel when I play Majora's Masks, which is two of my favorite Zelda games ever. So if I'm already feeling like that, I have high hopes that this is going to be one of my favorites. But we'll see. It's again, I'm I'm way in the beginning. So, you've made but me so far. It's been excellent. You've made me very jealous that you both have this, but uh, I can't wait. I yeah, it's I great. really yeah. You definitely should pick up Breath of the Wild. Well, yeah. I was planning on that, obviously, but I was planning on blowing like a lot of money on games because 
I watched the Nintendo Switch Live event, and I was just completely blown away by a lot of what they were bringing to the Switch. And now that it's here... The only the only issue that I have with the Switch is that it doesn't have a huge library right now, but I feel like Breath of the Wild will definitely hold me over until, like, Mario Odyssey comes out. Yeah, I mean, Breath of the Wild is such a fucking massive game that I, I feel yeah. like if you try to divide your time between that and other stuff, you might get... I mean, I also wasn't anticipating Breath of the Wild to be as overwhelming as it is yeah it's pretty it's in a good way though it's yeah it feels really like something you want to like get like waist deep into and just like look around i mean last night i i was gonna go to sleep at one ah. and then i'm like all right i'll play breath of the wild for a little bit <laughs> two and hours I didn't later go to sleep till yeah i didn't go to sleep till three nice so <laughs> yeah i mean thank you breath of the wild <laughs> there's not there's not a whole lot and i and i feel like if this Zelda is not your cup of tea, then I would say don't get the Switch yet, but there's Zelda... Um, for me, Spectre of Torment, the Shovel Knight thing, is really interesting to me. I want to check that out. 1-2-Switch is fun if you have somebody to play with who's into that stuff. Um, you know, there's going to be Splatoon 2 coming out. There's going to be Mario Kart 8 Deluxe coming yes. out. There's, you know, there's Mario Odyssey. There's ukulele is coming to this thing and I, I was planning on getting that for like the ps4 but now i'm definitely thinking it feels right to get it feels it right for the switch and especially yeah. the fact that i can take it with me on the train can i play. ask you one thing stan what's up did you hear the news about nintendo online mm, what about it uh so starting in the fall uh, to play online, you're gonna have to pay. Yeah, it's like, but it's not that much. It's like twenty five bucks. It's like twenty, yeah. So for a whole year. Plus, they they're gonna give you like free virtual console games to play every month. So. I still don't know how I feel about it. I think it's fine. I and it's something that I don't mind paying for. I mean, if it's gonna give us, I mean, it's a, it's definitely like not that bad of an amount. Like if it was a fifty dollars, fifty oh, yeah, sixty dollars for, sure. for a year. I would not be doing yeah. it. Well, you're already paying um, that much for, like, PS4, you know? Yeah. And I don't see myself playing the Switch online that much, just because I didn't even play my Wii or Wii U online that much, yeah. even though the Wii was, like, garbage online. Yeah. But, I mean, at the same time, because it costs money, it might be a better service overall. So that might be why. Well, yeah, that, that was what I was going to say also. Yeah. Like, they better have a fucking really good server. I'm, I'm sure it's going to be fine. Um... And I don't like I said. And I definitely want Splatoon too. Yeah, me too. And I don't mind paying for it if it's gonna if it's gonna give me get free virtual console games to play every month. I whatever. I know. I know. For the live event, right off the bat, well, I said one, two, Switch, Zelda, Mario Kart, and Mario Odyssey. Four games that just blew me away, and I was like, "That's where my money's gonna go because that's what I want." So I haven't found like an actual Mario game to get me hyped since Mario Sunshine. Oh, me too. Even Galaxy, and I was just kind of like, okay. <laughs> I skipped Galaxies, uh, both of them. Me too. We're bad people. We skipped Galaxy. But Mario Odyssey just looks flat out amazing. Yeah, I want to visit New Donk City real bad. Um, <laughs> my one ish issue with, with the Switch itself is kind of with the left Joy-Con, because I've been having some sinking issues and i've heard that other people have too 
but for some reason it's only been happening to me on one two switch where like the left joy con will just like phase in and out but that might be because i'm like waving it around like an idiot so i'll see i haven't experienced it on zelda yet but i'll get back to you i honestly have not had that issue yeah at all. i haven't had it on zelda so that's why i'm not sure like if it's per game or what the issue could be but i guess we'll see um, I don't really like the deep what passes for the D-pad on the left Joy-Con too much. You know, the fact that it's four buttons instead of an actual D-pad. But I yeah. I get why that is, because of the fact that you have to turn it on the side and play two-player with it for certain games. But I guess that's what the Pro Controller is for. If you want, like, a solid D-pad, you would get the Pro Controller. And, and the UI stuff, I, I feel like could be a little bit better, because you can't, like, make folders, you can't rearrange where the games are on, on the tab... So if you have a bunch of games, it's just going to start looking cluttered eventually. And you can make shit like folders and shit on the 3DS where you're rearranging games and putting stuff and like organizing things. And I just want it to be a little bit more organized. But I feel like that's something that they can fix in a firmware update in the future. So I'm not too concerned with it. But again, that's only like two minor issues in an overall package that's like pretty fucking awesome. And I'm really excited for and I want to play more Zelda. And yeah... I'm jealous. I can go on, but like I'm gonna keep it short. You know, just Puyo Puyo Tetris is really fun. It's like a, it's a, it's two different puzzle games. It's Tetris and it's Puyo Puyo, and and it has like a lot of weird anime characters. I, I, you choose who you want to play as. Like it's a fighting game. I choose, I chose this guy that that looked like Beerus from Dragon Ball, but he's like gray. And every time you line up a line in Tetris, he goes beautiful. So that's all I wanted to say. It's it's a fun puzzle game. You know you know what Tetris is. I don't need to tell you what Tetris is. Okay. So far, so great. With the switch. Yes. Woo-hoo. Hell yeah. And yeah, I guess that's it, huh? Yeah. That's basically it. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. This was episode one hundred and <laughs> Super Nerd Palace. Yes. Uh, you could you could find us everywhere. We're on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. A trillion Puyo Puyo podcasts. Tetris. Yeah. You can, eventually you'll find us on Puyo Puyo Tetris. Yes. You'll f- We're on the Switch. Hey, we have friend codes. I'm not going to read it because it's dumb and long. But you can look on our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash Super Pals. And you can find our our friend codes on there. It's also on our Twitter and on our, on our Instagram, which we use now apparently. Yay. Yes, we do. <laughs> um, Super Nerd Pals. On Twitter, Super Nerd Pals on Instagram, Super Nerd Pals on Tumblr. Just Google Super Nerd Pals on everywhere. Super Nerd Pals on Gmail. We're on everything. We're we're like butter. You can just put us anywhere. We'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Stan Gadurski. You can find me on Twitter at Stan Doom. I'm Andy Karaskola. You can find me at Sweet Justice One. <laughs> Ryan, you are so rad. What the fuck? <laughs> like my butter joke i don't know is this what happens it's fine i'm ryan i'm overly caffeinated and you can find me on twitter at the underscore red underscore horror <laughs> and that's super nerd pals thanks for listening motherfuckers dad <laughs>